0: everybody, we are back for another week of Mega Megachine, and we are excited. How are you doing, Nick?
1: I'm doing good. Uh, yeah, we're real excited here. We got a, a, another special guest here. Uh, she is director, programmer, co-host. I mean, she is doing the damn thing Everything. as far as gaming is concerned, and we are so honored to have her on the show. We have Tanya from I Need Diverse Games on the show. Yes. Hey, hey y'all. <laughs> How are you? Like, pretty good. Thank mm-hmm. you so much for coming mm-hmm. on the show. So, how are you doing this this fine week?
2: Um, I could be better because technology has turned against me early. The robot uprising apparently is starting in my apartment.
1: <laughs> right. They gotta They gotta start somewhere, you know. <laughs>
2: they they could have waited a week though. Like, could y'all just chill and let me like get through my last gig of the year before you start breaking?
1: Right. You know they they got to throw a wrench into the, all the the holidays and the Thanksgivings and the Black Fridays and whatnot.
0: I still can't believe that Thanksgiving is. Yeah, but I can't believe Thanksgiving is next week. We just I feel like we just started November.
1: If it'll get us a closer to Black Panther, then I'm all for it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. true. That's,
0: that's my this birthday. Year,
1: this year has been a piece of shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, it has. But it's been, it's been an interesting piece of mess because watching this, this Trump administration crumble, it's just been like... A mess. Like, I just want to go and sit in the states that he won and just look at people. Like, there's a picture of um, Tammy Roman when she's just sitting there looking at um, Brandy with this look on her face. I want to have that look just looking at all his voters. Mm-hmm. That would be my art project. It's just me sitting there and looking at white folks <laughs> all day just because of stuff like that. I mean, <laughs> they don't
2: even care, though.
1: They don't give a fuck that, you know, they're gonna suffer for the worst out of everybody.
0: I know. That's the funny part. That's the funny part.
1: Did y'all watch any of the, uh, the Just Sessions, uh, Senate committee hearing today?
0: I did. Uh, no, not today. I did. I, I that was part of my, I, that was my coffee this morning, was watching that. Well, listening to it. I was listening to it and, I'm like, how are you going to have this role and you can't remember stuff? Aren't you supposed to be, like, on top of... Like, I think of what's um, Loretta Lynch when she was in that role and she had a, one of the best memories. She was able to recall stuff, do stuff, bring up laws. She knew the, you know, clauses behind things. And this dude was like, well, I can't... I don't remember. I think it is. I'm like, well, I, would, I wish one of them said, do you know what you're supposed to do? Do you know what your job is? Some of them almost right. came out like uh, it felt like some of them was about to say something like that because you had, um, rep um representative Lee saying basically coming at him, and um representative Bass coming from too like basically the women of color came for him today and he was not even prepared.
1: He wasn't a fucking Keebler elf ass <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> God. And he just stuttering. And, uh, 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 I, I, I don't know if I can recall that. I'm like, oh, my God. It's
0: well, like, sir, why you have this job? You can't recall right. stuff.
1: You are the attorney general of the United States of a fucking America. If you can't recall what you did, say, oh, last year in, like, a fucking conversation, what are you doing in the position? You're Nothing.
0: You could right. see that crony hire. Yeah. Everyone in this
2: administration is a crony hire.
0: Right. Now, now let's not
2: get it twisted. Obama probably brought in cronies too. Mm-hmm. But right. At least they were qualified for the job.
0: True. Mm-hmm. You know what? You're and right because I think that he probably yeah he probably bringing some you know some friends from college or whatever or people that he met along the way. But at the same time, I feel like he was like, "But you got to know your business because this is all this is they looking at us." So, you got to come in strong and ready to go. And you had Holder. Holder was good. Like, Holder, they can come after Holder. Holder just be chilling and, like, look, it's this, 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 and that. And basically give them all the facts. Loretta was very good, too, when they try to come for her for things. So,
1: I, I bet Holder knows how to play a good uh game of dominoes <laughs> <laughs> or spades. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, see people getting fired over
0: spades. I can't fuck with nobody over spades. That's it. I played spades one time, and I was
1: like, you know what? This is not for me. I'll stick
0: to Uno. <laughs> no, I can Look, play. people get salty over Uno, too. Yeah, that's you me. lose
1: family members,
0: love. <laughs> I, I am, am that person. Uno. I'm the worst person to play spades with. I'm the worst person to play Monopoly with because I'm that person who, one, I cut deals. And then two, I will mock you. Like, I'm that person in Uno that will be ready to be, because I will skip you, reverse back to me, reverse back to me, skip you, draw four. Like, I, that's how I do it and just be waiting for you. Because we play the street way. We play all the way to the last two people. We don't do it to where one person, Uno, and that's it. We go Somebody all the way play. to the last two people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: So what you're saying is I should not give you my Switch friend code.
0: So Basically. What, yeah, in spades, I talk a lot of mess in spades. So people get I've I've made people mad in spades. So
1: well, see, not spades though. You expect that in spades.
0: Yeah. But you I but I I also when niggas
1: are drinking Hennessy and you know, in the backyard <laughs> and they, somebody's on the ones and twos and the barbecue's cooking and your uh your cousin and your uncle that drinks too much, had a bit too much, and they start coming to blows, and then five minutes later everybody's okay.
0: Or somebody brings up like this is why you can't win, like you can't keep a man. You know, stuff like that happens oh, in these in the in the conversation. And then you like, why did they have to jump to that? Like, you know, but you know, thing you know, things happen. It spades. It
1: does. <laughs> so before we ramble off too much <laughs> let's get into this uh Aunt Mace tea. So we have it's a little a little parse on the uh the geek and Gay side of things so what do we have up first Victor?
0: Well we have one of my favorite characters we, we kind of talked about this before but now it's official that Jean Grey the adult Jean Grey is returning the comics in fact she's going to be leading a team called X-Men Red um, and what they'll be going through a big threat. this thread is supposed to be super huge and in this team um, they have Nightcrawler who's been around for a long time Namor, the submariner, who's somewhat known as the first Marvel superhero, and very arrogant. Um, We have Laura, who's basically X-23, and her sister, Gabby. So if you remember Logan, and you remember um, X-20, Laura, um, she has a sister named Gabby. Um, Gentle, who is from um, Wakanda, he has power over his mass. And a new, um, I think she's Indian, her um, name is Trinity or Trinary I need to hear the pronounce the pronunciation of it but this is a new team and Jean Grey is back I do not like her costume so if y'all seen this costume it looks like the one from the past so if y'all remember the one from the 80s or I mean the 90s or the cartoon it's somewhat like that um, it looks
1: bulky
0: as hell yeah like, I'm like it doesn't look cute I mean her hair looks cute but but, it, but the rest of it I'm like, mm. I mean, I'm just happy you're back, but I don't like this outfit, though. But the comic seems to be, you know, some people don't like this lineup, and I'm like, you know, let's just wait and see what happens. But, you know, again, I'm just glad that we got the adult gene coming back.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Tanya, are you uh, caught up on, you know, X Men comics
2: and whatnot? Oh, my God. I was just talking about this the other day. Is that, you know, no, I, I kind of fell out of comics mostly because I, I I didn't like the whole, oh, this person died and wait six weeks or six months and come back <laughs> or, or whatever. So I read, I read the article and it's cool that Jean Gray's coming back, but it's just like, you know, can we get a whole fresh new batch of heroes?
0: Mm. Right. Right.
2: I mean, it, it's cool. I'm glad she's back, but you know, she's not dead. She's not a kid or anything. But I, I actually prefer Dark Phoenix,
0: Jean Grey. Oh.
1: Yeah, that's that's the most fun, Jean Grey.
0: So why you, you know, prefer... Tearing
1: shit up and killing folks.
0: Oh, I'm at it. But, <laughs> but why why <laughs> you prefer Dark Phoenix? What is it about the Dark Phoenix you like? Um,
1: I just, I, I always prefer villains in a way. Hmm.
2: Or the characters that have kind of moral, moral gray compass, hmm. as it were.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. Um.
2: So, I I always just prefer, like, you know, not quite sure where she's landing uh, Dark Phoenix and when they do that with other characters. And again, that's just my preference for, for what I read.
1: Like, I've always been a big Punisher fan, um, you know, characters like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, Punisher is supposed to be dropping, what, Friday? I
0: what? think so. Well, that's interesting timing, considering that something else is dropping. <laughs> something else is dropping dropping friday too
1: friday i have no idea
0: well (laughs) it's a big old movie um that i i lucked out and got to see a little bit early um oh yeah and all i can say is this justice league it's cute it's cute now
1: when you say cute you could that could be used in a, a negative manner, especially when it's coming from us gays. <laughs> you no. know, you know, it's cute, you know, for her.
2: You know. <laughs> How long we been talking in the
0: <laughs> You said, I like that. It's cute for her. Um, no, it's, you know what, I'll say this. It is the, the best movie they got next to Wonder Woman. It that's, that's <laughs> admirable of you the know? It 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 was a lot. <laughs> um, it has you know you can tell Joss Whedon put his hands in it, and I'm a fan of Joss Whedon. Yes, I know he cheated on his wife, but you know hey, but <laughs> it's it's it 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 was it was cute. It was fun. Um, Wonder Woman is 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 completely to me is one of the standouts. Um, Flash was a standout and um, Cyborg was a standout he still looks like Reynolds Rap running around but he was a standout and I appreciate that um, Jason you know my husband he, he did what he could and I, I appreciate that I didn't like his lines and I'm, and the last thing I want to say because I can't say much because you know how it is when you see something early um, I um, we didn't need we didn't need Batman in this movie. Now, do
2: you say that because of who's playing Batman, or in general?
0: In general, I, I just didn't. I I. He. Y'all just have to see for yourself. We'll and you know and and we'll talk about it. You know, online again, but I I was like, you know, we we really didn't need you here. We didn't. It was like, you know, when you order a pizza and the pizza boy stayed.
1: Damn. All right. What kind of pizza do you <laughs> oh, see, I See, I
2: know how those movies start. Those, like, like Sean Cody movies, because uh, that's a, that's
1: too much that's for me. Not, I'm just like, what you ordering, like, I've seen, I've, I've heard of, of certain types of entertainment where that's how it starts. <laughs> right.
0: Shoot I, I just No man, I, I need
1: to get I need to order that kind of pizza.
0: Like I right? had, Yeah, I have nothing against Ben Affleck at all. I think I mean personally I think he, he was a good choice for Batman. I just maybe I'm Batman out. I'm tired of Batman. I'm like, okay, you always around. Like he's he's like you always here. You always got something to say. He's like that person to me. Like
1: <laughs> Now, can you say do we have any flashbacks to Batman's uh parents getting murdered?
0: You know, like I said, I can't say
1: Okay, so that's a yes.
0: But what oh, I'm boy. <laughs> no, I'm just gonna say that you know, it it was this was it was a it was a good movie. I'm seeing it again. It was a good movie. Okay. There's some things they could have like really said down and thought through, but who am I? You know, I'm not in that I'm not in that room. But if I was in that room, I would have been like, mm, "We probably could have, like just left that out. We could have probably did a little bit of that, you know. Let Jason, you know, walk around, you know, with some draws, you know, something like that." But um, <laughs> we didn't. We, you know, just, you know, that's
1: okay. Time you're going to go see the movie? You going to see Justice League?
2: Eventually, I'm actually going to be at a uh, Pax Unplugged this weekend, so it's on my. I'll get around to it before Christmas because I finally saw Thor. Mm -hmm. Um, so I've, I've never been that big of a DC fan. I've been more of a Marvel fan my whole life Mm -hmm. and this is probably going to get me yelled at, but Hey, I'm used to that on Twitter. i was (laughs) not impressed with Wonder Woman. I was, I just kind of was like, this is the film that
1: everybody's like, Oh my God, it's so amazing. Why? Why are y'all like this? You know, I've heard, (laughs) I've heard folks say that they, they weren't impressed with Wonder Woman and I can understand their vices and gripes about it you know Mm
2: -hmm. okay well you know it's been long enough where i'm pretty sure that this is not a spoiler unless somebody listening (laughs) Mm -hmm. still has not seen this movie it's probably gonna be out on dvd soon my my main gripe with the movie is that one the few black amazons we see don't fucking talk right they all they die and you know, the whole she needs the love of a man and she's this scared, not scared, but like bewildered by the modern world. And and why the fuck do we have Chris Pine? Like you said, why do we have Batman? Why the fuck do we have Chris Pine? Why? Why didn't he die with everybody else? Why and this whole, oh my God, that. ice cream and clothes. What do I do with this? Just like, really? You're Wonder Woman. You're a fucking Amazon. Why do you need this dude?
1: Uh-huh.
0: I, I see both sides of that. I mean, I see why he's around... To give her some inclusion of what's you know what the world is outside of their world is, um, I see both sides. The so apartment is like I didn't want them to, I didn't want a romance. That's what my biggest gripe right. was. I, I did not want a romance. I would have rather him just be around and be like, hey, I care about you and all that stuff. But you know, you are you and I respect that. Not this, you know, in the window of them. You know, get just going at it after you know after dark. But besides that, I just feel like. It. No, I understand why he was needed. My struggle was with Aries and how that kind of worked out, but. And I'm sorry, I'm not scared of Remus Lupin. I, I have to fight hard, not to fucking laugh out loud. <laughs> I'm why you got break? Bring... Like, you are Remus Lupin. Why? Why? Seriously. Why you got to break up Harry I mean, Potter am though? i Am not scared of you?
1: Like, oh on, boy, little boy. Like,
2: let me go get you a milk bone and you can go
1: back to the Harry Potter set. <laughs> I was not like, at all. It was like the most,
2: and the CG for that whole fight scene, I was like, I know it's a movie. I know it's a movie. But come on, y'all couldn't be
1: less cartoony with the action. Like, who are you aiming this at?
0: All I can right. see
1: that. Yeah. And, you know, as Chris Ty, he's very good looking. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But you said what uh I saw got more uh on than Chris Pons actor. If we keep in that a buck.
0: You know what? Uh uh-uh, uh, don't do that. Because <laughs> look Ava is trusting him to be in a wrinkle in time. So if she's trusting him, I'm I'm I I'm gonna trust him too. He wasn't that bad. He wasn't he's I I, I, didn't, mean, I didn't mind sister? it. It's not
2: that it was bad. It's like, I just didn't understand from, okay. So y'all got to remember and folks listening. I'm, I'm a little older. I grew up with Linda Carter's wonder woman. Yeah, me too. And, and so, and so my, I kept going, she's an Amazon. What? Like she, like, what is this? Suddenly I discovered Dick and, and (laughs) and that is my, that is what's going to keep me going in this fight. And I'm just like, for real, like you're an Amazon.
1: Why well, um, why
2: why is this one dude so great that the power of love compels you? And I, it just it rubbed me the wrong way. It's like yeah. I, these are Amazons. Why can't I see like women in love? If if
1: right, like, why that go for that dick yeah. when she can get her box smashed by you know one of her fellow Amazonians.
0: What you know? That- right, and again, <laughs> I'm just saying.
2: like she lived her whole fucking life on this island with none but other women? And suddenly, oh my God, a dick! What do I do? And and she's
0: in love. And, oh, get the fuck out of here! <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Remember now. Now the character is now print. That she's she's considered by now. So maybe maybe she you know had a, a different taste because you know sometimes you know you you know you have a different taste to something. You're like, oh okay, it might have been, That's that's not
2: how that worked. <laughs> Let that me nice. just tell you <laughs> if you're.
0: If you're bi, you're bi. I can be like, oh my god, dick. Suddenly, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> right. But always uh, only why I'm saying it is because she never had it. You know, she's lived all those many, 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 many years. It might, it might be like you know, I like the ice cream. Like, oh, this ice cream was good. But you know, who knows? I mean, I'm, I, I'm not gonna say that's gonna be vulgar. I was gonna say, you know, when some of us had a first taste of, of dick, sometimes, you know. But um. <laughs>
2: I said dick so far All right.
0: so, I mean we're grown we hey, are grown, show. Hey, we
1: are grown a show. ass folks <laughs> yeah so I know but you know I'm just <laughs> I mean that was
2: my take on it I, I know that people felt way in and, and like a lot of media that has this in the lead role and, and everybody's mm-hmm. like oh my god it's perfect and feminist for these three months until something else comes out and I'm, I'm sick of that too uh-huh.
0: well, yeah well you know um, speaking of that and there's some quick news, There, there is talks and it may pretty much be that we're gonna get a Black Widow movie now. So they pretty much said that that's coming.
1: Isn't that like six or seven years too late? Weren't we asking for this, like, I would say maybe around the first Avengers?
0: Mm, I don't know, I think now, I think it's now a good time to do it. I think they also wanted to let you know Scarlett do all these movies that we didn't care about, but um, <laughs> I I think that I think it's time. I think this is a good way to do it. I mean, I don't have anything against good old Scarlett, so I'll go and see. I know some people have some issues with her, but uh, I I think it's time for for some Black Widow
1: after i saw her in that <laughs> as soon as wig and the ghost in the shell i was like you know what i'm gonna have to say no I, I, like after i saw that i was like you know something is not right here and i can't put my finger on it but something about scarlett johansson i am not messing with now
0: not with that movie i can skip
2: a uh, hint of what was not right. It's called she's not Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> <I mean>,
1: Playing <laughs> a Japanese <No>. character. <laughs> it's like, I mean, even besides that, like after the movie was all said and done, like her back and forth between oh, I don't know, it just rubbed me the wrong way, and even now I'm like. I really don't see it for you. They could go ahead and kill your character off in Infinity <laughs> War. As a matter of fact, they can kill you off. They can kill Iron Man off. They can kill Thor off. They can kill Hawkeye off. I mean, we can just go ahead no, and clean can, the house we can, if we keep it at a buck.
0: We can keep, we can keep Thor now because he was kind of fine in this movie. But, um, no, I mean, we'll see what happens with this. Now, technically, there has been another Black Widow and they could introduce that. But also keep in mind, with the, Infer- the Infinity Wars that's coming out, this they're going to reboot, basically. It's going to start a new universe. It's not, not start a uni- new universe, but we will have more characters. Um, So this may be the movie she gets, and then we might get a new Black Widow, which would be cool with me.
1: Everybody got to die. <laughs> damn. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's time. Everybody's contract is damn near up anyway. Yeah. And Robert Downey Jr. So. has made it sound like he doesn't want to play Iron Man anymore like he's done,
0: so... Well, he got his money, so I don't yeah. Blame him. He
1: made his money, it's time for me to
0: go. Can't right? Like, him. he ain't getting no younger. True. Right. Thanks. I still he's, think uh, a good idea hey. would be if they introduce, like, the younger the younger Avengers to have like Spider-Man, but also bring in Ironheart and then bring in some, you know, the younger ones um, to where it's like, hey, I had a school for... Not a school, but like a... a like a program like he had for Peter and Spider-Man and then like not only there's Peter but there's um, Riri and there's some other people and they can kind of like you know it could be some movies about them you know like learning how to be heroes and all that good stuff so yeah I don't know I'm basically, open to that
1: basically
0: like there <laughs> yeah you can do that. <laughs> yeah that
1: would be cool yeah but moving on and some um some video game news. So it was announced that Noctis, the, the main protagonist in Final Fantasy... was that? 15. Is a playable character in <laughs> Tekken. And I'm like, you know what? I'm okay with that. And people were upset and like, oh, this is so out of place. I'm like, there have been multiple characters that have been out of place in video game fighting. So... This is not so. This is not as stretch as it seems. Like, back in Soul Calibur 2, they had Spawn, Heihachi, and Link hmm. and the respective games. And Tekken 3, they had like a little fucking raptor.
0: <laughs> yeah
1: And the kangaroo. Don't forget and the kangaroo. The
0: kangaroo. You yeah, saw that Roger.
1: kangaroo. They Roger <laughs> Roger's still in there. <laughs> so, I'm like. That's
2: because really? people that? are weird and they're full of shit. <laughs> I mean, apparently they've never played Smash Brothers. Every fucking character from every game seems to be in Smash Brothers.
1: Exactly. Like, uh, y'all, please find something more serious to bitch
0: about. So they were really upset go about ahead. this.
1: Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
0: No, so I was just saying, they were really upset about this?
1: Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, Lord. I'm like, okay, Mont, y'all, bitch about how uh, Street Fighter V is still an unfinished game. How Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite just took about took out all the X Men and made it a shitty ass game. Um, bitch about that. Like, do you play? Do you play uh, Tekken, Tanya?
2: Oh yes, I've been playing Tekken for many years.
1: See, I there was something about the mechanics that they changed. Like, for me, I played the hell out of Tekken 3 and then Tekken Tag Tournament, and then I think it was, like, around 4, I didn't like how Nina Williams played. Mm -hmm. I was like, she she seemed off to me, and I'm like, eh. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I might go back to Tekken, just because.
2: I mean, if you go back, I got it on PS4. And you know what? So, Noctis is in there. So what? You've got a dude with a Lucha mask fucking soldered to his head at this point. And Ahachi's never-dying ass, and Demon Jin, and Devil Jin, and Ahachi's right. ghost wife. So, really, y'all are mad about Noctis?
1: I got everybody crazy. You can play as a fucking panda. Right? <laughs> like, a panda, a kangaroo, a fucking raptor.
0: I got to see this. Yeah, buy
1: y'all some business. <laughs> buy y'all some business. And some more of video game fighting news. The Injustice Fighter Pack 3 was announced. And Adam, Enchantress, and, and the Ninja Turtles are all playable characters. That was strange to me. I was like, "Um, uh, okay. It's all four of them, too. How does that work in the DC Universe? That's my, my question. You know, I have no idea how I'm no. going to explain a, this
0: around. Wait a minute. So we got the, the Ninja Turtles up in this. Do they still have um, Vixen looking like um Tara's drunk mama and True Blood in there?
2: I don't remember what Vixen looks like. I have not played a lot of Injustice Two. Oh, I yeah, haven't, they,
1: but I haven't played a lot of it. Yeah, Vixen um a skin. She's not an actual character. Oh, uh-huh. um, and she does look. She looks like
0: a like a Hattie Mae California
1: raisin. Damn. And I'm mad about that they could have put a whole-ass character, a really deep-ass character as Vixen, but she's just a skin for Cheetah.
0: Uh oh, okay. But we got the Ninja Turtles in there.
1: The Ninja Turtles. I was like, um, <laughs> uh, okay, but they also just announced, well, the just didn't, but Hellboy is a playable character. In DC? Yeah, I'm like, what? uh, yeah, I... Girl, I got to download it right now. <laughs> All right. Mm, that's, that's an odd
0: character. yeah theres ad there everybody. Who's next? Captain Kangaroo? Hopefully nobody else. <laughs> Look, at some point, it's just going to be a game called Fighting Game that's going to be everybody. <laughs> just fight. Yeah, yeah let's call it fight. Somebody.
2: It's going to be like Infinite Justice. It's just going to be Fighting Game, Driving Game, Fantasy mm-hmm. Game, and everybody's
0: going to be in every fucking game. I know it's gonna be Freddy Krueger fighting um Alexis Carrington. It's gonna be I don't know Bob Barker fighting. I don't know these folks Pikachu. And speaking of Pikachu, did y'all hear about what happened with Pikachu? Like that he's speaking English. Yes. Or some shit. Well,
1: damn! How old, he's been around long enough, he could pick up some English words.
0: Well, fans wasn't happy about that. There's a video going out that I guess I was watching one of the newer movies or whatever. Mm-hmm and pikachu start talking and you know i didn't know pikachu John. i thought pikachu just said pikachu a uh, Pika P, and then he said he always wanted to be you know around um ash and i was like you just said you just spoke and the crowd just went crazy they was like what and i was so apparently nobody was checking for that i think you know these changes that are happening. People aren't. You can't touch people, geek them because the minute you start adding people who don't belong in certain universes and.
1: How old is Pikachu? Cause God damn, shouldn't he be dead right now?
0: <laughs> he is a mythical creature.
1: I mean, shouldn't Ash be at least in his thirties?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Look, a lot of these cartoon characters should like be.
2: Grown ass adults with children and grandchildren by now, but, but by now, logic.
1: it must <laughs> be nice. They must drink from that, uh, that good water or something. Shit, you that good water,
0: right?
1: That's it, because Ash has been around since I was a kid, and he was younger than me,
0: right? Like, yeah, shouldn't it like, be where Ash's kids now doing this or something?
2: Grandkids, shit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Fuck. but the that I saw the uh, little video game news oh and special shout out to uh my clan that I play with often uh the ring of tyrants uh, we are on Twitter at ring of tyrants YouTube at the ring of tyrants uh we got a discord you know they we're trying to do big things over there so special shout out to them and everybody with their crazy asses. Mm-mm. But um, do we have any other any other geek news?
0: Not really geek news. I mean, it's kind of in the geek ish. Uh, well, a little bit. Um, as some people know, um, as you know, you know, the Marvel properties will be possibly will be soon leaving Netflix and they're gonna be going into Disney. And Disney has talked about they have a new streaming service coming out. Which, is going, which they claim is going to be cheaper than Netflix and all the other stuff. So you think you about Netflix is, what, $10? So it's going to be probably, I don't know, this might said around like $6 to $7. Um, and that's where a lot of the Marvel properties, but the neat thing about it is they are announcing other Marvel projects that will be under this. So there's like new Marvel projects. And you know me and my conspiracy theories, I feel like that's where they may end up putting some of those X projects in those parts cuz I feel like if they're going to relaunch the X-Men in some form or fashion they may start with the streaming services. Mm-hmm. That's my belief. But that's what they are doing. They're going to they have new Marvel projects coming out. A part of me is beginning to believe that we are we're kind of doing a, a, the most with these comic book properties cuz you know after after um Inhumans cuz I actually sat down and looked I, I I try to look at it to give... I haven't talked about it because I've just been like, I don't know what this was. Um, But I'm hoping that they learn from the Inhumans and whatever new projects they're going to do are stuff that is going to be what we want to see because nobody was asking for the Inhumans. But um, apparently in this new streaming service, they're going to have more Marvel properties here. So we'll have something... Now, I'm not completely sure what they're going to do with... The previous stuff that's been with Netflix, but what I do know is they do have new projects coming with this new streaming system.
1: You know, the whole point of having these, the original like Netflix and Hulu, was to have all your shows on one streaming service. Mm-hmm. Now you have to buy, you have to pay for Netflix, Hulu. CBS Access, Amazon, Mm -hmm. this one, you know, your other ones that you have to pay for. And pretty soon, the bill that you was paying for (laughs) for cable cable is going to be damn near the same price. So it's like, I knew this was going to happen when everybody started branching off and started doing their own thing. But I guess, I guess Disney
2: Damn, you sound so, like, defeated.
1: It's just, like, do you have to be this (sighs) money-hungry? You're already getting our money in terms of the theater. So, we gotta pay you again for all these other Marvel properties? Mm -hmm. And you own fucking everything, too. Yeah. True. I'm like, damn, Mickey Mouse is (laughs) a (laughs) thug. Look, He's an OG thug. He is a well. He's a rat, actually. Anything that big is a rat.
0: Yeah, he's been in the business long enough where he's at that point. I mean, he's he's Stefano DeMera at this point. So
1: I, I, I might pay for it. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna be happy about it. Too.
0: No. But yeah, mm. it's
1: one of those things that you know you just gotta. How bad do you want it?
0: Scoring what they got on it. That's the thing, because I don't pay for porn, and I don't plan on doing that anytime soon. So, you know, if I can't, if you're not giving me anything worth watching, I'm not going to pay for it either.
1: If you're doing that in 2017, you <laughs> might need an intervention.
0: I know, I'm sorry, and I know I have friends, or you know, I'm sorry for saying that, because I know y'all, that's how y'all get your money. So, But still, I'm not paying for it. <laughs> they'll, they'll deal with it. They they right. they get along just fine, trust. They get along just fine.
1: So do we have any other news before we go to break?
0: We well No, no I don't think so, unless you want to talk about um Brett Ratner.
1: Uh, you know already I had an ass kicking on layaway for Brent because the uh, X-Mantha three. Now He just, that I'm going to have to pay that ass, that layway off to get that ass kicking out because he is something fucking else. So tell everybody what this motherfucker's been doing, Victor.
0: So, what happened? um, Ellen Page, I think this Friday, released uh, a statement about working with Brett Ratner and X Men 3. Now, if y'all remember X Men 3, it's the one we don't talk about, but it's the one where Ellen Page played Kitty Pryde. Now, apparently in this, um, um, what what she was saying with Brett, Brett was was very vulgar and rude to her, said things like, you know, want to make sure that somebody screw or have sex with her to make sure she's lesbian or what have you, said a lot of, you know, kind of hateful things towards her, out at her, actually, um, when she wasn't ready to really come out. And she was, I think, 18 at the time. Um, so really just kind of treated her like crap. And she told all his business on on a Facebook post, and then Anna Paquin, who plays Rogue, backed her up and said, "Yeah, that that's him." In fact, there was an instance where he had T shirts for everybody saying Team Brett or Team Ratner or something like that, and she refused to wear it. And she said, "I'm." She told him, "I'm not on your team," and he, this really was rude to her, very hateful to her. So she let us know what was going on with that, and after reading that letter, it was just like, "Wow, it." You know, I it wasn't a surprise because I can see him doing this, but I hate that she had to endure that. Cause think about it, she's a she was a young girl, you know, getting trying to get her sexuality together, trying to get herself together, and you got this ugly ass man sitting up here saying all these hateful things to you, and and you know you're working on one of the biggest movie franchises out there, so you know of course you like you know conflicted because you're trying to like I'm trying to you know get this money I'm trying to. Have a job or in a career after this, and this man could ruin this for me. And I felt like, you know, he knew his power and he played against that. I wish we would have heard from the other cast members, but again, I don't want to assume because maybe they didn't know what was going on. You know, because sometimes you, everybody doesn't know what's going on. But I like the fact that Anna did jump in because Anna is, as the people know, Anna Paquin is uh, a proud bisexual woman and she supported her saying no I can, I will support her and I was you know I was aware of this um but it also kind of makes me wonder This a part of me was like we need to do we need to like really just gut the X-Men franchise because it's it is surrounded by foolishness so you think about not only Brett Ratner but you also got to think of Brian Singer and so is this where we say well yes you know this is time for y'all to clean this up and you know really make sure we don't go down this path again. But after reading that statement from Ellen, I was just like, wow, that's truly screwed up.
1: And the fact that, you know, I think the gifted is a really good show, but it centers around kids. And Brian Singer was the executive producer of it too. It just, I'm honestly like right now, sick to my stomach about it. It's, it's just, you don't have to be this bad of a piece of shit. Like, Mm -hmm. you really don't. I I, I don't have the words, really. I really don't. Yeah. It's... It's... It's a... It's bad that she had to go through this, but... And I, I, I think I might have gotten maybe halfway through her post before I was like, I can't read any more of this. Yeah. So it's a shame. It it's really a shame.
0: Yeah. But I'm glad that we're cleaning house, I'm glad they're cleaning house and we're getting more of the truth about what's out there. Because again, we still I feel like we still don't know what's really going on, especially when it comes to gay Hollywood. We still have the queer Hollywood. I feel like there's some doors they're about to bust open soon. So who knows? Yeah. Who knows what to expect next couple, these upcoming weeks.
2: I just feel like we just gonna get to a point where we're gonna wonder more who isn't a piece of shit.
0: Basically. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like I will be hurt if we get any news about Idris. Chris Evans if, it, if if anything about those two come out I'm going to be I'm I'm probably going to have to walk away. <laughs> I was like I'm going to get out of the way. I just I, I just I'm just not ready for that. I'm not ready for that. I mean there's already stuff about Mariah Carey <laughs> which I was like why what is happening so I just feel like that it's 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 like well, here, Go ahead. And, well here's the thing though. I feel and in, in, you know in
2: this this may be unpopular opinion time, but fuck it, it's me. <laughs> um, I feel like a lot of this would not be as terrible if people did not put celebrities on such a pedestal.
0: Hmm. You
2: know, it's uh-huh. it's just. I mean, it's terrible. That that's a bad for But you know, the way that people are going out out of their way to excuse their faves if their faves are the ones that get accused or exposed. In, you know, you see people that will bend over backwards, do all this other shit to basically go, well, maybe it was a long time ago, and do we always have to believe victims? And it's like there is zero benefit for anyone to come out with this, especially now. Yeah. You know, for people who have spent 10, 15, 20, whatever years, their life is in shambles once they say, hey, this happened to me too. So that's where my problem is. Someone taking that chance to say, hey, this happened to me too, be they a celebrity, not a celebrity, whatever. And if the person they're exposing is a celebrity, we either see, oh, everybody knew this. It was an open secret, but they had powers. We didn't say shit. Yeah. Or, not my fave, how dare you? And it's like, yeah. your fave's still a human and they can still fuck up.
1: Right. Yeah. Uh, I 100% agree with that.
2: And I, I'm a little tired of... Oh, but but surely so and so, or because there was a good thread on Twitter today, when it, someone was talking about the men being good, like lends to this cult of personality. Huh. Uh It was like jokes about men being good or something.
0: Yeah.
2: And uh, you know this idea that your internet faves can do no harm and do no wrong, and it's like. Those are the ones you gotta look out for the most because people put them on pedestals. And then sure. celebrities too. Look at look at how people, you know, act like meeting a celebrity is like the be all end all. They've accomplished all they need in life and shit like that. And so mm-hmm. because
1: they've deified these celebrities or whoever it is, or put them in
2: this higher strata, when shit comes out, it just ruins them. It ruins our whole life life view. Yeah. So, you know, accepting that all these people that y'all have deified are people and they could have done a lot of wrong shit too. Yeah. Being a celebrity does not make them exempt and standing for them
1: means nothing. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that was a word right there. <laughs> Shoot. I mean, we we probably gonna have a fuck around and have a church.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, so. uh, Get the MLK fans. Right. <laughs> and can we trust Right,
2: like where where's the church mother at? Where's the church mother at?
1: Right. <laughs> you know, she's getting ready for the bake so we can uh have a bake sale for the building fun. Mm, that building ain't never gonna happen. Right.
2: <laughs> Look, I grew up. I
1: grew up
0: in that church
1: too. And there's a reason I ain't in it no more. Yeah. Uh, right.
0: <laughs> That's a whole nother story. Yeah. <laughs> That's a whole other episode. That's yeah. a whole other episode. <laughs> right. So let's go ahead. Let's clean up this,
1: these tea cups and put the, that tea kettle away and take a break and come back for our King Size issue. Yes. Universal FanCon is a brand new convention coming to the Baltimore Convention Center in April of 2018. FanCon will be a round the clock event featuring comics, cosplay, gaming, celebrity guests, music, and more with a focus on diversity and inclusion. Get your tickets now at UniversalFanCon.com because Geek is Universal. All right, well, so we are back with the King Size Issue, and today we're going to talk about queer people in gaming so i know there's a there's so many games out there uh and our representation in gaming is few and far between and obviously we need more representation so i want to throw out a question to uh you guys when was the first character that you saw in a video game that you identified as queer? Hmm. Hmm. Probably Vega in Street Fighter. Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh I Um, vaguely remember it.
2: Yeah, and I know he has a different name in Japan, but it's just like, you know, unfortunately, he played a lot of stereotypes, so... Mm -hmm. So yeah, he he pinged pinged my
1: gaydar back in the day. Right. Victor, what about you? I, I know you're not that much of a gamer, but mm-hmm. did any come across your <laughs> Atari or whatever
0: weirdly
1: that you thought was gay?
0: I, I I would take this approach with it. I think the ones that that really that sparked some of my queerness. Um, goes way back. So we'll go back to, um, oh, I can't remember the real name of it. Is it dragon, it, it, it was like one of the first, it was like an animated game. And it was Dragon's Lair. And I was obsessed with the princess um, because of the way she looked. And I was obsessed with that look to where I was more into the way she looked and what she was wearing because she was wearing like Glossamer, petticoats or whatever she was wearing. and I was really caught up into that and that whole look of her um and Pauline too there was something about the way her and Pauline was weirdly I was like that's how I thought I needed to when I was growing I grew up in the 80s, so therefore growing up gay at that point, you some of us thought we had to identify more with the woman to get a man's attention. So I felt like I those two characters stuck with me because I felt like that's what I had to to be in order to get a man's attention if that makes sense. And so therefore okay. I looked at those two characters, they just kind of st- they still stick with me like when I think of video games I think of them. but any of that I thought was queer um, was a little bit of browser <laughs> because I always thought that you know he's you know king and sometimes you know when you don't want people in your way and plus he probably thought that the princess in that game, was like, you're in the way, I'm trying to rule and you are in my way, so I need you to be out of my way, or whatever or maybe he has some feelings towards Mario, I, I maybe I thought about it too deep, but that's why I always thought that maybe he had some gay tendencies was browser, that, that's that big old king dragon thing, wherever he was Um. so I, he
1: was a, a Koopa, a King a Koopa, Koopa a or Ko- Koop. yeah, he was King Koopa, something like that so
0: yeah, <laughs> I, I kind of looked at it that I looked at him as queer, but when I think of what sparked my queerness was the princess in Dragon's Lair, and Pauline from the original Donkey Kong.
1: Okay. I know for me, the first time I saw queer representation in a video game was uh, from Fear Effect. Hmm. I think it was uh, Fear Effect 2, the retro helix. And it was these two women and I don't know if they were queer in itself or just trying to appease the male video gamer at the time. But there was a couple of scenes where they were uh, getting undressed and then I guess one of them went down on one of them in an elevator. That game, I I don't know why I was playing that game. I must have been like 12 or something. And I was like, what is going on here? Uh, But that was a very mature game back in the day. I know there was, a queer theme in Final Fantasy seven when Cloud was trying to rescue who was he trying to rescue? Tifa? uh Eris. Eris. Uh, from think. the uh Don the you know the purvy. Oh know, yeah, one. that was Tifa. Was it okay, yeah. When he was trying to rescue Tifa and he had to dress up in drag, basically and I'm like oh okay so they're doing that and then there was a one scene that I just found out when I went when I replayed Final Fantasy like the umpteenth time there was a scene where there's these, all these guys and they're in speedos and I'm like oh th- this is going on down in uh, Sector 7 I was like okay it looked like a big old orgy from men.com to be honest oh lord <laughs> well, it, it's not a lie. It's not a lie. It was. It was like, oh, okay, they they doing that. But then, a lot of video game developers, when they include LGBT uh, characters, they make them so that they also they make them so much of a stereotype. Then the representation gets lost. I know they do that. Uh, of the time they have done that. But here recently, they've basically gotten hit to it, yeah, especially games like Dragon Age. Uh, they, uh, Bioware is really good at representation. I think also well, because I haven't played Inquisition. Yeah, I think it's Inquisition. There's a, a trans character.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, the, yeah. there's a trans character uh, and he's not a stereotype. And there's a lot of, uh, in the Dragon Age series. You can have romance with same-sex characters, which is, you know, you I have hadn't seen that before playing any of the Dragon Age series. So another question I have for you all. Um, let's see what can developers do more to include not only LGBT representation, but representation from queer people of color?
2: Um, well, one, get people in the studio actually working on the games and listen to them when they speak. Um, that's the biggest thing and something I always, I always harp on, um, to developers, when I get a chance to talk to them, because you know a diverse team is going to produce a better game. When you get people that can, you know, speak to experiences or catch something that you know a bunch of white dudes are not going to catch because they've never had to think about it. Um, but also, if if your studio is not diverse, you're looking around and realize, oh, hey, it's just a bunch of white dudes and maybe one woman of color then we should hire a diversity consultant and listen to feedback. Actually listen and take it in, not get defensive. Because mm-hmm. um, so many times, especially in, I mean, I don't know if you've followed any of the chatter around uh, the new Star Wars Battlefront game, but developers are getting death threats what? over the I loot boxes. I that. System. Yeah. I'm like, are you fucking
1: serious? Don't you play Overwatch? like
2: look i got i got nothing But there, basically it looked like a lot of people were mad because they had to put in extra work to get the iconic characters that they all want like vader and boba fett and whoever but it's like loot boxes ain't new i mean call of duty world war ii just came out and the loot boxes dropped on the beach of normandy but you weren't you didn't send death threats to people about that now did you um, and <laughs> Wait, it makes me try. angry that EA actually changed the system and like quartered the cost of these iconic characters because of it, um, That's bullshit. yeah, and some of the, de- and, and I know, you know, for those listening, I'm in the industry. I know people who at EA, I don't know if people work directly on star Wars, mm-hmm. but I've seen people had to lock their Twitter accounts, take note of the death threats they've gotten, not be able to mention they worked on the game because of the way that people are acting over a fucking loot box and currency system. Y'all knew this. If you played that game in the beta, you knew this was there. Hmm. This is this is it's... not new to anybody.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, but, you know, people want to be mad about that and send people fucking death threats. But if a game takes a chance and has a black protagonist like Mafia 3, Watch Dogs 2, um, Remember Me, that, that older game from uh, Capcom. Then mm-hmm. people lose their mind. It's like, they act like, oh my god, there's a black protagonist. Gaming is over. And I'm like, are y'all for real? Like, this is three games out of how many titles came out in just <laughs> one year. You know, stop acting like having to be digitally black for 40 to 60 hours is the end of the earth. And convey that to your players. That's I mean, that's why I'm going to be ride and die for Mafia 3 forever. Because one, they did their work. Two... Mm-hmm. They have that statement in the front in in the beginning of the game of we could not have told the story without also exposing you to all the terrible shit that would have happened in 1968 Louisiana. Mm-hmm. That's why you get called a nigger, you get called a boy, you hear all the slurs and shit that would have happened. The game does not flinch from it and it makes the player uh deal with it head on. And, you know, in that very subtle scene in Watch Dogs 2 with the two black dudes working at the game's equivalent of Google, you know they got a consultant for that. I'm very happy to say that a friend of mine was a consultant on that game. Hmm. If they hadn't got him, they probably would have never thought about having that
1: scene. Mm-hmm. Wow! I still have yet to play Mafia Three. When I I heard, don't you you can like feed uh, the bad guys to alligators?
2: Yes, you yeah, get an that. achievement for feeding people the alligators in the bayou.
1: Listen, I was ready
2: for that. You can kill. Uh, <laughs>
1: clan members Psst. dude I, look, all
2: I saw all I needed to see was the trailer with throwing that dude in the swamp I was like that gift with Fry I was like it's all, just, here I don't care what it costs
1: just give me all the money just give, give me this me game the, right now and I will write you a check right, you know what just here's, here's my here's my credit card right there but,
2: look I, I'm right or die for that game I, I bought it again on PC When Uh I already have the collector's edition for PS4 because they did the work. And I know there's a lot of my colleagues that really hate the game because, oh, we get another violent black dude. But I'm like, it's a revenge tale. When do we get to see a black dude have a revenge story? Uh
0: Yeah. Not often. So,
2: you know, and, and there's queer representation in the game for those people that may not know it. I'm not going to say which character, so I don't spoil it for you since you haven't played it. <laughs> but but there's a lesbian romance or lesbian character that is out in, a, in the setting of 1968.
1: Hmm. It was bad enough us being black, but black and queer, you know.
2: Right. So it's like, you know, and there, there's a subplot, which I feel a way about the subplot, but there's a, there's a mafia dude who's getting blackmailed because he's doing gay porn. Oh like, they, they just went
1: all the fuck out on this This kid. sounds like the See deuce. It? I need to get that now. <laughs> God damn, I gotta get that now. Lord, well, they They, have
0: they put on. a storyline
2: oh, up this here. Who's the developer. Uh, Hangar 13, and published <laughs> by uh, 2K. Wow. Okay.
0: I am going to play. And you
2: do, let me know, so then I can throw all of the stuff I've read about the game, because a lot of it is spoiler-heavy, Um. I mean, but, but that's the kind of stuff where it's like, now imagine if they'd done that with queer characters, you know, mid boss, um, created 2064, uh, read only memories, 2064, which is, you know, a queer cyberpunk setting game. There's non-binary characters. You set the gender and pronouns for your protagonist and, you know, it's a very queer friendly game, obviously made by a bunch of queer ass people but it's not hard to do the thing that what the hard part seems to be is getting them not to make stereotypes because hmm. you know i'm a black queer chick i don't i don't act the way that you want to stick stick me in this box
0: uh-huh. you know
2: you know i you know i'm not and thing is i can't even come up with a good like i don't act like x because there is no one descriptor to fit all of us right and and that's the issue is that you know people go well we want to make a black dude so of course they go for the dark-skinned thug or if they make a queer character they're like hyper effeminate and you know they've got all these issues and they hate themselves because they're gay or whatever and it's just like or they're trans and you know they they put in the the joke or the or the you trick me bullshit and thing uh-huh. we we have to get people past that and by doing that they're going to listen to people who are gay, bisexual, trans, non-binary, neurodivergent, and, and do it right, and realize, you know, A, there's no one set way to portray a character, it has to make sense in your setting, but when you just don't have any people of color, you don't have any queer people, you don't have any trans folks, or neurodivergent or what have you, you're basically whitewashing your world, you're making a very bland landscape for me to play in, because we've been around forever. This is not a new thing. Black folks didn't just spring up post-slavery. <laughs> you know, we're folks. We've been here. I mean, you know, Wolfenstein. looked and you know, the pink triangle came from the co- came from concentration camps. Uh huh. So people that don't know history and don't want to know history act like, oh, you're forcing this political agenda, and you're making you're making developers squeeze in a gay character. And it's like, motherfucker, we've been here. This is not. <laughs> This is not forcing an agenda, and there is no
1: such thing as an apolitical game. So let that go. Exactly. Now, now, what are some of the developers and publishers that are doing the work? You know, aside from Bioware.
2: Now, um, now, I'm going to say about Bioware, I love Bioware. Y'all know I'm a big Bioware nerd. Uh huh. And they do well by LGBTQIA, but they still have a long way to go on race.
1: Huh. I can see that.
2: You know, we got Vivienne, which is cool, but she's not romanceable. She holds up the the angry black woman slash Ice Queen tropes.
1: You know, I hadn't played through that, but I can tell that from how they portray her, you know, and like the the commercials that were playing when the game was uh initially released and all that. So
2: Yeah. You know, and, and you know, It's hard for me not to just ramble on about Dragon Age because I I want you to experience for
1: yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a long-ass game, though. Fuck. And I started The Witcher 3, too. God. Well, you're never going to play. I'm
2: just going to tell you shit. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, like, but Dorian, you know, Dorian, who is the gay male romance, was written by a gay white dude who's, you know, a long-standing writer at Bioware. And, you know, he's not white, We have Vivienne, who is, again, written by someone who is a woman of color, but not black, voiced by a woman of color, but not black. So, you know, Dave Fennoy is probably the only prominent black voice actor a lot of people can name. Um, So the other issue is there are characters. When we finally do get characters of color, they're not voiced by a person of color or a black person. Um, Bayek is... Like Bayek and Assassin's Creed uh, Origins is voiced by someone who is of the proper background, but his wife's character is not voiced by I think Laura Bailey, who's definitely not Egyptian, as far as I know. If I'm wrong, I'm sure Twitter told
1: me. Um, not what a name like Laura <laughs> Bailey. I, I I would venture out to say I'll say I that.
2: know black <laughs> I know black women named Laura, but. You know, my middle, my on paper, I have the whitest fucking name. So. <laughs>
1: uh, I think I do too.
2: <laughs> but you know, but but the long and the short of it is, we need to get more people in the industry. We need to get people access because um, the Game Developers Conference is coming next March, and it's not cheap to go. I, I'm, I'm very fortunate in that this year or next year I'll be a speaker. My badge will get covered, but that's it. But that badge, if you want to go, even if you just want to go for four days, uh, a expo badge, which doesn't get you a whole hell of a lot beside advocacy, career center, and expo hall, is still $250. You got to spend four days in San Francisco. You got to get there, you got to eat, you got to get around.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Um, and you know, in the case of someone who's a speaker or like for me, because we've got our scholars, I've got to be there all week. That is six days in San Francisco. And a lot
1: of it is access. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: San Francisco is not cheap. It
0: really isn't. You have to really know somebody to, you know, to actually have a good time in that city.
2: Right. Well, I mean, with the conference, there's always stuff going on. There's Mm -hmm. social stuff. But you know, when you're looking at someone who's a junior in the industry or a person of color who they're doing good to like go to a local fucking meetup, let alone fly across the country, probably. West coast. And when it's San Francisco, you got to get there the day before you can't arrive day of you'll miss stuff. Uh, like in my case, that's why I got to be there like six or seven days. Um, but there's, there's just the, the straight up fact of a lot of us that if we're in game development programs, if we are out there making stuff, especially if you're trying to be indie or young or just out of college, the professional development is not priced for the young professional.
1: Hmm. Right.
2: And uh, that's the other thing is that all these people that are in the industry and the industry pays well. When you work at a AAA studio, usually you're paid well.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, sponsor somebody to go to GDC, get your company to find out who's a charity or who has, who's part of the GDC scholarship program. Because every year they give us 25 passes that are worth $1,800 oh my God. to give out, you know, our own parameters but most of us can't afford to do anything but say, "Here's a pass. Good luck affording a week in San Francisco." <laughs> uh, so, so it's uh, it's rough. It's it's hard. And the main thing the industry can do is is open the doors, demystify a lot of this because a lot of people clearly don't know how games are made. When you see the comments we see on Twitter and other comments to, like, game articles. Mm-hmm. How people, like, lost their shit over the um, the the game development thing where they talked about how they made mountains in a certain game, and everybody's like, oh, my God, this is, like, magic. And everyone else is like, I've been doing this for years. So uh-huh. the public doesn't understand, nine times out of ten, how a game is made, but they'll be the first ones hollering about, oh, just throw a multiplayer in
1: after two weeks. It's, like there are so many factors that go into gaming and let not even a triple a game just a basic game in general like and then to go up from that to like a game like a uh, battlefront a game like horizon zero dawn a game like dragon age it takes so much work and then once it is released and people say oh this is terrible or the uh this is a waste of time. You know, it's it's defeating, especially from a creative person's viewpoint because, you know, you put your heart and soul into this at the end. People are either, A, give you death threats or telling you you should kill yourself and you're trash and you should never work again. Wow. It's,
2: I'm surprised anybody so, stays in the industry, honestly. So many people leave. Or they just say, you know what? I'm not going to be public. A lot of devs I know keep their Twitters locked now. Or they just don't have Twitter. They don't have a way for the general public to get to them because of the way people flip their shit at them over something they probably didn't even touch.
1: Because
2: mm-hmm. I don't know if
1: people understand how many people it takes to make a A game. It, I think somebody had a, uh, a thread about how much work it takes to make a AAA game, and it is mind-boggling, and the amount of money studios put in a game, and they might not even break even. Like a lot of them are just, you know, this is what we'll make. This is what we'll make. Hmm.
2: Yeah, and you know, and in terms of the LGBT side, um, I don't know um, if you all know, but I'm I'm part of staff of Gamer X, which is a LGBT-focused mm-hmm. gaming convention. Yeah. Um, yep. There's there's dev stuff. There's other stuff um and i want to give a shout out to samus mcqueen who interviewed me and tony roca and a few other people um at the convention in new york this year at gamer x east because you know as we know that it's one thing to be a gamer and to go to stuff like packs or what have you it's another to be truly open and feel safe being out holding your ha- holding as your significant other yeah. making out with somebody and not having to worry about being called a slur when you're at a convention, because like I go to PAX, I go to other stuff. There's a limit to how out and present I am at stuff like that versus Gamer X. Hmm.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Um, and, you know, I want to just give a shout out to Samus McQueen for for that interview and talking about why Gamer X was needed. Um, and also David Gator, I think after GX4, wrote a really lovely piece about why Gamer X was needed mm-hmm. as well. Um, and I know people feel away about David Gator I don't give a fuck this was an important article that he wrote and it was from the heart um, because we don't have a lot of spaces that are for us as queer people and as gamers mm-hmm. and I think nurturing that there's like GamerX, there's Flame Con there's HavenCon, Con um, there's all these small cons mm-hmm. and they are spaces where you can be welcome and be safe yeah. so I think that's the other part of it too is that yeah a lot of creativity, a lot of nurturing goes on in those spaces, and they need they need to exist, they need to keep existing. Mm-hmm. Um, so for those people that are listening, that create, that want to make their own games, or that just want somewhere to be that they can not just be among other nerds and geeks, but be with the other queer nerds and geeks, you know, f- follow these folks on Twitter, follow people that are doing this work, and if you can make it to a convention, try to make it out, try to do that stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been looking at I know. For me, going to uh, Gamer X East since it's closer. Um, what was it last? Was it in Boston this past year? No, it
2: was just in New York uh, about New York, okay. three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Gamer X East is always in New York. Pax mm-hmm.
1: East is in Boston. That's what I'm talking mm-hmm. about.
0: Yeah. And I remember.
1: Um, <coughs> go ahead,
0: Victor. No, I remember when Gamer X was getting off the ground. Um, I used to be on the board of BentCon. We used to do like. A, uh, a queer con in California, and I remember we met up with um, the people who were starting it up for Gamer X at Comic Con way back, oh, a good four or five years ago. Um, I think it was Matt at the time. I think his name was Matt. Um, we kind of sat down and kind of talked through what was going on, and we worked with them a little bit from Bitcon perspective. And I was very happy because I was like, there's more spaces for us to go and just be. You know, what I'm saying like, you know, it's you can you have a combo convention to go like we as bentcon we were out before uh, flame flamecon and we loved the fact that people could just be hold hands make out sometimes they do a little bit too much in the corner <laughs> um but that was fine we wanted that and when GamerX was coming up we were like we want you to go with your partner and 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 just wig out on these games and just be able to be free because i can't to know that the gamer, you know, the, that whole that whole, circle of stuff can be crazy because, you know, they say so many things. Like when you play these games and you're playing with other people and, and the things they say to you, you know, it's just like, oh, my God. So, of course, to have a space like that is needed because you can just go and just like, hey, I, I can be queer, I can be gay, I can be poly, I can be whatever, and no one's going to come at me versus I'm playing here at you know blizzard con whatever and then i may get called all types of wonderful names
1: Mm -hmm. i should i remember well this happened last month and i was on overwatch doing comp matches and like the first five minutes i was called a sand nigger and retarded
0: okay
1: i was like you know like i was like you know what i'm not doing this today because (laughs) these folks are so nasty. Yeah. Mhm. Oh my God! Damn, y'all. That's a mess. But yeah, we this we need more spaces for uh, queer representation and in, in and out of video games. Yeah. Now you, I know you also stream a lot. I was in your stream this morning. Um. So, do you see a lot of gay? Um, Streamers in your mm-hmm. circle.
2: Yeah, so um actually I met a lot of people when I went to GamerX three in California and I was a panel about streaming your queerness and that's where I met um Dylan Zayner, who mm-hmm. now goes by a bit Dylan. He used to be a bit homo, but he changed he got his name changed. <laughs> well it was he has an interesting story about it. I'll have to find a link to this year's uh queerness panel at TwitchCon because he always talks about why he changed his username. Because he had to fight to get 8 homo, and then he realized, for a lot of people, that was a slur. Yeah. And finally, he got convinced to change it, because he had a lot of younger people who followed him, and he worked with Switch to get changed before being able to just change your name every f- few weeks was a thing. Uh, but also, um, I am Brandon, Brandon Stennis, he just changed it from his old handle of UGR Gaming, and he's like a black gay dude that, you know, is out here, and he, I've been in his stream, we're friends. And it's really hard to be there and hear people just come in and just rock about, are you gay? Like, what the fuck, man? He's playing Resident Evil. Can't he just, like, chill with the zombies? <laughs> no, right. Like, because that's what's on my play? mind when you
1: are running from these fucking zombies. It's, right.
2: Is oh, are you gay? Like, <laughs> um, and it's just like, you know, and uh, Adam Coble, Skinny Ghost on Twitter, who I, I really enjoy Adam's community because it self-moderates and he's very aware of the privilege he has that if somebody comes in his channel and starts some shit or, or wants to pull the, Oh, are you gay? Are you queer or whatever? He ha he knows he has the privilege to kind of pull back and educate them versus like me and Brandon, where, when we get enough of that, we're like, I'm done. Mm-hmm. I'm done. Mm-hmm. I've had enough of you. You're getting a block of the fuck out of my channel. Um. um there's other people. Um. There's, and Munition, who's a super big streamer, she probably doesn't know I exist, uh, but you know a lot of people like her stuff. Um, there's um, ferociously Steph, who is a very out trans streamer, and you know she she streamed for us at GamerX Foundation to do charity. And there's like a very big community of LGBT streamers, and uh-huh. it's really heartening because a lot of people they don't let bullshit fly in their channel. They don't they don't let slurs and stuff slide and you know and if they have the energy for it they try to educate people because i've i've occasionally had the rare good person who really was asking a question in good faith because um, i've got lgbtqia streamers as as a community i'm in on my channel mm-hmm. and occasionally i've gotten people in good faith asking what the qia means because they're not used to those acro- part of the acronym mm-hmm. um but there is there is a good community and for the most part it, it's good and twitch is working um to do better i i don't know who who follows me on twitch is listening but i had a chance to go out and give a talk about that um it's my pin tweet it'll probably be my pin tweet for a while um and bert Wiseman, who is amazing runs the lgbt guild of employees over at twitch and they are working toward making things better so twitch is aware of the issues on the platform mm-hmm. it's still still fight because <laughs> There's millions of people who watch Twitch versus the staff,
0: right.
2: and you know, for every person who learns something, there's 50 who come in with the intent of being a bad actor. Hmm. Um, but you know, I when I do things like stream Dragon Age and I have a queer romance because I can and I want to, I always get the "Why do you have to be a dude? Why do you have to be a you know a fag or whatever?" and I'm like. You can get the fuck out of my channel, right? <laughs> that, Do you that's... have moderators uh, in oh, your? Yes. Okay. Oh yes. I have, I have two
1: bots and a team of human moderators. Oh, okay, because <laughs> I know for the 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 ring of tyrants, the clean I'm mean, You know, if somebody comes in some, with some bullshit, you know, we got moderators to kick them out now. And you know, shout out to, uh, I think you might know him, Tyrant King and Tyrant on the Sticks. Yeah, they, even though you know. Most of everybody in the clan is straight. We don't tolerate any kind of hate in that manner. So, mm-hmm. you know, anybody that's got something to say, you know, I'll, I'll say something, you know, off top. But, you know, they're good about saying, you know, you can't say that shit here. Right. So, a special shout out to them. Because, uh, you know, I've actually only streamed once and I don't even have a camera. So, it's odd streaming and, you know, talking about where you're going next or, you know, having a conversation with somebody who's not even here, you know, yeah. it just seems like you're talking about, you, talking to yourself.
2: Yeah. It's, it's a little weird, especially like, you know, when you're, when you're a newer streamer and it feels like you're just talking to the air.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right.
2: Um, but, but in terms of streaming, um, one thing I did want to mention is I recently got partnered and one of the perks of being a partner is you can create a stream team. Okay. And thank you. And so I created a stream team and the whole for me the whole point is to highlight marginalized streamers, smaller streamers who, you know, may not get a lot of viewers or may not, you know, be comfortable and give them a spotlight. It's like, hey, I'm part of this team and part of the the team mantra is there are things that we just don't do here. Um, you know, and you also take the Eniki pledge, which Eniki is a great org. They've got a pledge to basically be a good internet citizen and a good citizen on Twitch. And I figured instead of reinventing the wheel, I would just ask people to take the pledge because I'm not going to deal with bullshit in this team. And, you know, unknown folks, I'm, I'm still reviewing their applications. By the time this airs, they probably will have got a decision one way or the other, but I want this to be a community that is safe, that is welcoming, and that is an example of good citizenship on Twitch.
1: That's excellent. And how can if somebody is interested in joining, how can they uh, contact you or you know? Um, and I
2: come? I will um, throw out a link to the to the application form. It's just a short application. I'm not and I'm not hung up on view numbers. I'm not hung up on how many followers you got, I don't care if you got 10 followers, if you want to be part of a community, and, you know, I want everyone to hold each other up, help each other grow, help each other get better, um, this isn't a clicky bullshit thing, this isn't like, oh, look at me, I'm a partner, no, I'm not about that, I'm not gonna change, um, I want people to, to have a community, to have a, have a place, to, to know that if somebody. Acts up in their stream they got a place they can come and chill they can come and chat or they can put out the call of like hey i got somebody being being a fuckhead in my stream can you come through uh-huh. <laughs> Um 'cause because i i anyone who's listening if you want to get into streaming or if you are a streamer and have had something happen in your channel i'm not for feminist frequency there's not a lot anyone can really fucking do to me at this point um so You know, I I want people to not be afraid to go on Twitch because there's too many queer people, too many black women, too many queer black women I know that are just like, nah, fuck Twitch, man. I can't do it. I see the shit that happens either to you or to other streamers we know. I don't want to deal with it. And that's not what I want for the platform because I started streaming on a whim. I was like, Dragon Age is out. I got a PS4. Fuck it. I'm going to stream because I can. And three years later, here we are. So I want... I know Twitch can be better. I've given up on Twitter because Twitter authenticates Nazis before anybody else. So fuck them. <laughs> um, but, you know, I and I know I have the privilege of having had conversations. The general streaming public does not get to have. I fully acknowledge that privilege and that honor. But having had those conversations, they know from both a moral and business perspective, it is not good to have people afraid of your platform. hmm.
1: Uh-huh.
2: But change is not going to be immediate. It's not something they can snap their fingers and fix tomorrow. But, you know, their admin team is doing what they can. Their moderation team is doing what they can. But we also need to tell people, you can't come in my stream and be an asshole. You can't come in my stream and try to be funny or cute or harass me or come in and use, like, a fucking watermelon and chicken emote and think that's going to fly.
1: Exactly. I think uh, when uh, Jeff Kaplan was doing a uh, talk about – uh, the community in Overwatch and he made a, a a point he said, you know, there's only so much we as developers can do a lot of the onus is on us, the gamers, you know, we have to take responsibility that a lot of us are assholes and if we're not being assholes then we have to hold those other assholes and we have to hold them in account of their actions
2: Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. A lot of people, just they want to throw up their hands and be like, oh, that's the internet. You just need to have thick skin. No, I'm sorry. My Twitter block list is six digits long. I shouldn't have to have a thick skin when I write an article about something that's important to me in an aspect of a game and like lock down all my social media
1: for having an opinion. Uh-huh. And we see that same stuff with uh, black women in comics. Uh, it's just the yeah. same old thing that a lot of Mainly, guys can't get their shit together it's i'm like it's mm. masculinity that's what it is it's toxic masculinity mm. and all its ugliness and yeah. every fucking wear it
0: it is It is interesting to see how this is all how it all goes down, but I do like the fact that you know as a group, we are united most <laughs> of the time and
2: Sorry, I apparently lost the internet for a second. So sorry about that. Oh, I'm no back. problem.
1: You're fine. <laughs> yeah.
0: But I um, will I'll say this, and somewhat in closing, um, I feel like as a community, we are very together when it comes to these issues, and I like that we do strike back very fiercely and and quickly and swiftly when these things go down. So, you know, I just feel like that we are very, a resilient group when it comes down to it, and I appreciate... The fact that, you know, even in gaming, something I'm not really into, but I like that there are, there are people following through and making sure these things are, you know, that we are taking care of each other and supporting each other through these processes.
1: Exactly. And we need that.
0: Oh, yeah, right. we,
2: we can't leave anybody behind. Yeah. We can't let folks be, you know, left and, and not cared for. Mm-hmm. And, and we have to have community and be strong.
1: Yeah, we can't pull a, D- a Georgia W push.
0: <laughs> we can't. Right?
1: <laughs> well, uh, Tanya, can you tell everybody where they can follow you on social media, where they can follow you on uh, Twitch and all that jazz? Sure. So um,
2: mainly you can find me online at Cypher of That's C Y P H E R O F T Y R. That is for Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, Tumblr, my website. And all of my gamertags, except for Square, because Square doesn't let you change it, even for love or money. Mm. Um, <laughs> I'm also part of the Spawn On Me podcast, which uh, airs on Twitch at twitch.tv backslash spawnonme every Thursday at 7.30 Pacific. Um, and I still ramble occasionally all over on Medium, depending on what I feel like talking about those 5am rants on twitter wind up
1: as medium posts usually <laughs> i did see one uh what was it yesterday uh you were up you're like you know fuck, fuck it i'll make some coffee and i'm gonna i'm gonna have a rant for y'all asses so, <laughs> good morning. well it
2: was like it was like i'm awake fuck it let me just get up and actually that was a really interesting and cool stream because Got a chance to get up and just chat with people on a Saturday morning, and everybody that was up came through. And we just hung out
1: for a couple mm-hmm. hours. Yeah, right. What's the next game you're going to stream? Are you going to stream tomorrow?
2: Um, if I can, and if I'm actually ready to uh leave here for Pax Unplugged on Thursday, um, I'm gonna try to get in more Assassin's Creed um Origins or Star Wars uh Battlefront two. Because I'm a contrary asshole, and because I saw my friends getting desperate, I went ahead and bought the game.
1: Yeah, I should I might buy it just off principle, you know, and add it to my never-ending backlog.
0: I'm about to say because don't you have like a backlog of stuff?
1: Listen, uh, child, my backlog is at least 100 at a hundred. At that's minimum. <laughs> yeah, I think I have a problem because I just bought another game this morning. You know, when I should have been doing work. <laughs> like, it's just like I, I I have I need an intervention. It's okay. <laughs> Look,
2: I I bought Battlefront, and when am I gonna have time to play it? Not till I get back from Philadelphia. So,
1: right. girl, I got games from last year that I've not even touched. Oh, like man. I got for Christmas, ain't even broke the seal. I still have Skyrim on the PlayStation Three, still in the plastic. Oh, my God! that's gonna be a collector's.
0: Oh, no. item. <laughs> See this is why I don't get into games because i'll I feel like I would be that person that will be backlogged and still lost Oh look lost. every
2: everybody's got their their steam list of shame don't don't act like weird we're any different my steam, <laughs> my, my steam list versus what I've played and what I own and what's installed. That's going to be all the shade if anybody finds it.
1: Oh, my goodness. See, I, I like to get all of the, the trophies in the games. So, depending on how long that takes, it might take me, you know, a couple of months. If I put it down, it might take me a couple of years. Oh, my God. See, I, I am not 100% at a lot of stuff. So I'm just like, I don't have 500 hours. Right. I'm like, what, what's wrong with me? But mm-hmm. <laughs> that is just me. All right. But that does... Uh, bring it into the show. You can follow us on Twitter. We are at megaching Pod. Mm-hmm. I'm at Porter Pizzazz. Victor's at Wonderman Five. You can rate, subscribe, comment on the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Um, definitely give us a five star rating. That does help uh, in visibility to other people, to other podcasts, to get our name out. Go ahead and get your tickets to Universal FanCon. We keep telling y'all it's going down. Yeah. April. I mean, there's more stuff to be announced. Uh, what else before we get about it here? Because I still got to cook dinner.
0: Um, That's about it. And I got to get on the road. But again, Tanya, thank you for joining us today and just giving us so much stuff to think about and to ponder about as well as marinate on so thank you for joining us today
2: oh you are so welcome i'm i'm always happy to come and chill with y'all you know folks that are are listening please please go give a rating and and tell folks how much you like the show because i know from personal experience podcasts is a lot of work Mm -hmm. (laughs) so you know that podcast you get to listen to and enjoy for free throw some love to your hosts And thank you again for this podcast. This was a lot of fun.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much.
1: Well, Victor, until next time. All
0: right. Let's get up out of here. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night.